0: Bonjour, bienvenue to Ethereum Terrorist Transmission Podcast with me, your host, Adam, a.k.a. MrBump001. Today, I'm completely destroying the French language for a good reason. I have Tom on the show, who is not French, but has recently been to the Metaverse Summit in Paris. Please welcome Tom to the show.
1: Hello, Adam. How are you? You all right?
0: I'm very well. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Sorry, I should have gone with a bonjour there, shouldn't I? would have been a little bit more fitting to kick off the show.
0: And I had planned to say "sava," but um, obviously I only know the one response, which is "sava bien merci, thanks to GCSE French.
1: Okay, um, yeah.
0: So uh, before we get into your Paris trip, you've had a bit of a change of role. Can you tell us all about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, as I kind of mentioned on the last podcast, which I did uh, it seems like a couple of weeks ago, but I'm sure it's probably pushing a couple months now. Um, but I've always Thank worked is, in yeah. like the collab and partnership side of things. Um, whereas now I've moved over into funding as well. So, like the kind of core responsibilities are business and brand opportunities, um, outreach for different types of partnerships, so like community or products. Uh, then obviously of course raising funding uh, and then the important one which is pre-sale interest for kind of these later sale phases uh, which are on the horizon so um, it's it's pretty much just adding onto the another branch onto the tree which which is my role Um, but yeah really exciting really enjoying it and it's um, especially funding that's an area which I've always wanted to kind of use my expertise in so yeah just Really thankful again to be given more responsibility and more trust from the from the core team and the founders. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the role update.
0: That sounds fantastic. So, are you still doing the collabs?
1: Yeah, yeah, still working on the collabs. Uh, the thing is with collabs at the moment, as we're all aware, it was sort of in a bit of a bearish market. So, there was a big change and shift in type of uh, the narrative which people were looking for. And that was done by a project I'm sure we're all aware of called Goblins. Um, they kind of came on the scene as a as a free mint and they really changed the landscape of what the market's like. So now a lot of people, if if it's not free, they're, they're not really interested or it has to be something that really kind of blows them away or, or piques their interest as such. Uh, and the problem with that is while free mints are brilliant, they're also very dangerous in terms of there's low trust involved from the from the communities because if it's free it always er raises suspicion sometimes Uh, and it also means that the core teams also don't have a lot of responsibility because there isn't that huge pool of funding that's been raised from a mint so they can kind of launch it and 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 do as they please really so um Don't get me wrong, there's been some brilliant Freemints. Like I say, the main one I can think of off the top of my head was was Goblin, uh, Goblin's Town, which led to like McGoblin's Burger. um, And it really did change the landscape. But then also there's been some real bad ones which which, uh, can open people up to vulnerabilities. So I'm very, very sort of cautious with what I pick. But yeah, clubs are still ongoing. Uh, I'm just trying to be a little bit more a little bit more picky with them, um, just to kind of read the market. And I don't want to be throwing project after project at our community, which I don't believe has has got some legs or or has some real kind of uh, momentum or or something that's innovative. So it has to check check all those kind of three tick boxes for me. Uh, And if it does, then yeah, we'll we'll roll it out to the community and uh, gauge the interest.
0: Having said that, when I was talking to Casey last week, we realised that Ethereum Towers was probably one of the first free mints project. It wasn't done in a, a big, massive mint. It was done almost, you know, um, in a stage by stage, slow release. But uh, yeah, these free mints have changed the game, and it's quite interesting to see. So I've seen a few projects um, that have had quite spurious uh, things in the contract and things like that. But I'm I'm always. Uh, quietly confident when you put a collab out that you've done the research and put the time in so we do appreciate that at the project so a few weeks back uh you went to the metaverse summit in paris with brandon it looked like an amazing experience which i'm extremely jealous about how was it
1: yeah it was amazing uh just another opportunity that i'm immensely grateful for Uh, i've traveled to london dubai and now paris this year on behalf of ethereum towers uh, but yeah, it was really fascinating. We we sort of had a smaller speaking role there. So as you know, at Dubai, we were on our stand kind of Saturday, Sunday for the event uh, and we were very busy throughout both days. Whereas this time, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon had a sort of a pitch slash speaking role and then it allowed us to really kind of not kick back because we're always working, but it allowed us to kind of enjoy the event as consumers. Uh, instead of workers as such so it was really interesting it was really cool to go around it was as you kind of touched on it it was the metaverse summit so it was heavily kind of heavily organized in favor of metaverse projects or metaverse utility or extending branches of what metaverses could be Uh, so there was a ton of really brilliant speakers um, some really great topics like what is the metaverse to you metaverse security uh, and yeah just an overall brilliant experience overall met some as always met some great teams uh, spoke to some founders uh, some funding partners so overall i mean paris itself is such a beautiful city uh, we were fortunate to catch it during one of the heat wave weekends so we really got to see the kind of true beauty of it uh, we we did fit in a little hour or two of kind of sightseeing so I'd love to go back uh, in in a kind of non-working capacity so I could truly indulge myself in the city but overall amazing event really impressed some real eye-catching displays as well which was the best thing for me i saw like a lot of um use cases for these metaverses you could go on there's one booth uh, i apologize i can't remember the name off the top of my head but they had um they had a booth where you go into the box go into this box type feature uh, you put the vr headset on and then they would inject like wind and air and all sorts of things into the booth as you're experiencing uh, the vr demonstration so just some real innovative ideas uh, and just great to be among like-minded people like-minded projects and and chatting about the thing that we're all so passionate about which is uh, the, the metaverse
0: uh so that sounds fantastic and you know that i'm guessing the heat would have been lovely with paris this time of the year uh, what how was ethereum towers received when we did do the presentation how was how did brandon uh do on the stage he's always a good speaker but was there a lot of interest
1: yeah there was he he as you kind of touched on there he always does such a great job um speaking in public places to to big crowds Um, and we as I kind of do I sort of shadowed the stage a couple an hour or so before our talk and our pitch so i got a kind of a good understanding and a good read of interest in in the project and for our pitch I'd say it was one of the busier Uh, One of the busier pitches. Um, A lot of people were raising their phones, taking pictures, taking notes, uh, as opposed to previous pitches where there wasn't that kind of general interest. Um, And I felt, obviously, I probably am a little bit biased, but I just felt there was a real exciting buzz after the pitch as well, where we got to speak to a few people um, who who were really intrigued by what Brandon had said. Um, and as you kind of referred to at the start of the call, a lot of the time, the thing that really piques people's interest is obviously the tech and the, the plans we have for the metaverse, but how we kind of launched, how we rolled out. Um, we were one of the first, as you said, to really push free mints um, and we built ourselves among the partnerships and relationships with different projects within the space to kind of inherit their strong core community members so um i think it was something that was a little bit outside the box and i think it was really welcomed by the overall audience uh, in terms of how they felt uh, ethereum towers what their future could be what our future could be should i say um so yeah really really, really well received and um We've followed up with a few people post that event who uh, who had interest initially, uh, and their interest has obviously continued over. I mean, I think it's coming up to a month um, a month or so has passed now since we were actually there. So, um, but overall, received really well, um, and some really cool connections have kind of come off the back of that pitch.
0: It's interesting because I find that whenever I've been to an event, it's usually four to six weeks later that I start to get. I don't say bite, but you know interest and you know follow up texts coming through, and you know from people that I may have only spoken to briefly, they they, they start to come four to six weeks later. Like that, it's almost like the um, the information that you've shared has sort of settled in, sunk in, and then they make the contact, which is really you know it's an interesting thing isn't it because you could come back from an event and think oh i'm not really heard from anybody but then four to six weeks maybe even two months later you start to get those bites yeah. which is really nice it is.
1: um it's so it's so true like i've got people who i met in dubai which was around my birthday so may 26 so we're coming up to like almost two months since then and and i'm sort of connecting the dots with them over the last week or so um i put it down to like obviously when i return from one of these events i'm sure you're the same the events are amazing and we work them while we're there um 12 to 18 hours a day Uh, but then when we come back obviously we have everything we left at home or every other responsibility that we aren't able to kind of really give the duty of care to while we're away we have all of that backed up waiting for us so that's what I put it down to. I know once I come back from an event, it takes me a good week or so to kind of get back on top of the, the mountain of work waiting for me. Um, but yeah, it is really weird. I've noticed that as well. Um, it is weird yeah. how that plays out. But like you say, maybe they finally got round to, to doing that. And hopefully, they're doing their thorough research and they're spending a week or two really diving into what FDM Towers is all about. And then when they've done that research, they think, right, yeah, let's get on the, let's follow up with Adam or let's follow up with Tom because we, we need to get involved in this in some capacity.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, So you mentioned quite a few things there. What, What do you think was your highlight?
1: For me, for Paris, uh, i would say the after party and i'm not saying that because <laughs> it was full <laughs> of uh, free i mean there was a free bar which is always fantastic but obviously we we make sure we're behaving properly when we're representing the Theon towers but for me it was the experience um i believe i've sent across a few photos to yourself and we can we, i think they're on display and the the medium you did after the paris event but the Overall experience for the after-party, it was curated by Sandbox. Uh, and again, I feel so awful, but I can't remember the other team uh, involved in it. But it was like an immersive sort of um, 3D. It was It's quite hard to explain, but I'll refer you to the Medium post. But it was very immersive. There was... Patterns and displays, and it was like a it was a live art experience where you got to go on journeys through space, um, through time, uh, through through Van Gogh pieces, through through all sorts. So for me, that was like a real display of some groundbreaking tech, which sort of felt like I was in a metaverse. It was a very immersive experience where I'd never had anything like that before, and it's what I sort of envisioned the metaverse to be, where you get thrown into this sort of environment which is completely. Unfamiliar to yourself, so that's the thing that stands out um, mainly. Uh, but I could I could list several. It was such a fun such a fun weekend, and like I say, because the, the the event itself was curated for metaverse projects, there was just so many different displays and booths, and and the connections that we made, and the conversations that we had, uh, and the friends that we made as well. We made some really good friends with um a PR team in the UK so it's not just metaverse people that were there there was also types of people from all walks of life yeah. and different different areas of web 3 and web 2 so uh, but the one that stands out definitely the definitely the immersive sort of I think it was like a Van Gogh experience originally what? and then it went through what? like time and space
0: so I've just quickly uh, gone to our medium uh, page ethereum towers.medium.com for anyone listening quick plug uh and i believe was it atelier de lumiere
1: i believe that's the one yeah correct that's why i didn't Brilliant. try to say it <laughs> i'll let you yeah. i'll let you try uh pronounce that
0: one i've stumbled over it with my black country accent but uh <laughs> there you go um so Tom, it sounds like a fantastic experience. I am very jealous of the free bar, um, and I'm sure you were on your best behavior. You can tell me all about it after the podcast. Um, <laughs> did we learn any lessons? Was there anything that we can improve on? I know we've always talked about getting headsets there to actually immerse people. Uh, anything that you've learned this time that you, you thought would be really improve our offering at a conference?
1: I'd say what you kind of referred to, again, going to an event like that really underlined the need for when we do attend the next event, which I think is London in September, um, or when we attend the is next event, which, that's the one, yeah, when we have another event where we have a booth and the capacity to set something up, I really feel seeing the overall reaction of people putting on the... Cause Whenever you try to discuss Web3, crypto, the metaverse, VR, it's quite hard to, unless you've put that headset on and you've submerged yourself in the experience, then you'll truly understand where the passion comes from when people talk about it. But if you're just speaking to someone who's never used it before and you're speaking from a point where you have used it and you understand how amazing it is, I always find it's really hard to to kind of describe or or to really get the picture across, and the best use case is always just put the headset on them, create an experience for them, and then they'll that that's all that's needed to open their eyes. So, of course, that's the main thing for me. Um, having a live demonstration where people could walk through the towers, um, see the infinity pools, see the sort of aesthetic that we're aiming for, um, but then collaboration as well. Like I say, it was Sandbox and another company who put that event on. Uh, and then there was a few other different projects who like collaborated on small experience within the actual summit. So obviously, collaboration is a huge part of the space, but it was really cool to listen to some talks about Metaverse collaboration, how the Metaverse should just be in an open source community for all. It shouldn't be token-gated. Um, and it was really cool to see other Metaverse projects like Sandbox Um, And a few other kind of the predominant ones really talking about, hey, we're all here to build this thing. And when we build it together, when we work together, that's when we'll kind of really be on the edge, uh, really be on the edge of something groundbreaking and and mainstream adoption. So um, general use cases, live displays, and then there's collaboration. Like I say, I work so deeply in collaboration, but to see how open-minded other projects were. Because usually you know what the stigma is like, whoa, this is more of a web two stigma. Like if you have a good idea or you have a good product, it's usually kept behind closed doors and it's ours and it's ours till it's trademarked or it's ours until it's been released. But here in web three, just to hear these huge metaverse projects like ourselves and others, be open to working together to ensure the, the experience is streamlined, it's accessible um, and, and the security is there, the education is there. That was really, really eye opening to hear um, and something really exciting that obviously we can look to explore weeks or months down the line as obviously all these projects start to establish themselves and, and launch. So, um, yeah, those are the two that stand out to me
0: it does feel like a very special time and I, I genuinely hope it can last it feels like we're on the cusp of something very special that the world is going to appreciate i just hope that we Definitely. don't get that web two mentality creeping and people start yeah. to protect their homework so
1: that's it like um, they've always um, said yeah. that bears are for builders and i know it sounds stupid but it is so true like at the moment whilst Not much is going on within the space. This is when the real kind of innovative ideas will start emerging because people have got their heads down, they're working, they're working just as we are, all the Ethereum Towers team. Uh, But yeah, someone said that, I can't remember who it was, but bears are for building. It's something that's really resonated with me because it hasn't been more true. Like in this kind of downtime, in this lull in action where things aren't selling. We were talking about a bunch of friends the other day where back six, nine months ago, you would drop a 10k project and it would sell out instantly. Whereas now we're seeing different projects move to lower min, lower kind of supply amounts um, because things just aren't selling. So uh, there there needs to be a demand. But whilst things are very quiet and whilst we're not bullish, uh, the the builders, I don't like using that term because I think I touched on it on the last pod because it's been sort of made a bit of a mockery of using that phrase. But yeah, bears are for builders and, and everyone is working away. Um, And yeah, the the collaborative mindset of these Web3 projects uh, is really reassuring in comparison to like you've touched on then, the Web2 mentality where it's like, this is our gold mine, we must secure it and no one else can kind of reap the rewards or reap the benefits unless they pay huge astronomic sums and stuff like that.
0: I've never heard that phrase before, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. And I do think that there is probably um, an aspect where the novelty is worn off ten K projects because back when there were sort of few and far between it was exciting when I remember something coming out. I won't know in the project, but I remember everybody jumping on it and it the price would you know the floor price on OpenSea would immediately rise up and that, then you know. fall back down. And I think um, you know I think people are a lot more cautious, that they, they do a lot more research, do the due diligence. So I think that's Definitely. you know, I, I think that's a good thing because we're we're building a uh, a genuine project that will come to fruition very very soon and that's really good for us that people are looking into projects more but i do think for the market as a whole it can give rise to more scams and fraud and you yeah, we touched on the free mints earlier uh so we've touched on the collabs earlier on uh can you tell us which ones have been doing well and what's on the horizon
1: yeah, so the one that kind of really stands out for me was the WoW-G collab that we did. That was obviously mm-hmm. a huge project within the space, so they obviously have a floor within our towers, uh, but then to obviously collab further and offer access spots to their second, uh, kind of the second ascension of what WoW is, World of Women, that was really awesome because people could... I mean, from what I always go back, and I'm a little bit nosy, so I see who's held, who's sold. Uh, And the overall kind of consensus was a lot of people held um, their wild Gs, which is always great to see. But again, whenever you get one of these clubs via the um, raffles, there's no... there's no kind of you can do what you want with that but that's just a cool thing for me to see that oh people really were fascinated by the art the project and they kind of what's the term diamond hands them uh, throughout the peaks the valleys um so that's a big one uh, another one is almost fancy which we collabed with a little while back now these guys are launching what is like the first kind of freeman free clothing sort of project and they're mm-hmm. very attuned with like streetwear um, they have a fantastic culture amongst the team uh, and I really think again that's one of those projects that are referred to which is really trying to do something innovative they sort of understood that they, they originally were to launch as I think like a 5 or 10k profile picture project and, and they read the market and said look if, if we do this I don't think it's going to go too hot so how do we let's go back to the drawing board and and they did that and they came back with the free mint, the the free clothing I think you can Mint for free, and then you can swap or burn the NFT for like a, a hoodie. Or I mean, I can't leap too much because I don't know what they've announced in terms of what clothing items. He it sounds are. like alpha to
0: me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
1: was gonna say it always slips out on this pod. Uh, but just rest assured, <laughs> I've seen the items of clothing um that they are working on, and it is really, it's really nice stuff. um I think there's always a real hard it's it's really hard to kind of find good merch in the space. There's, there's there's some projects who really nail it. And then there's others who will just work with a supplier to, to get something out there. So, um, wow. G is obviously a completely obvious one. Uh, almost fancy is one that's on the horizon. Um, we've also got, um, hello, Charlie, which I touched on, on the last podcast, which I yep. appeared on again, there we've, we've done the raffle people are ready and waiting to mint that. And they're like an onboarding metaverse type project, so I think there's a real synergy there. Um, and the art's amazing. And and me and you have spoke about the the attention to detail that that team showed me throughout. Because I deal and speak with so many different teams, uh, so many different projects a day, really. Um, and so when one really kind of blows you away, it shows that they're doing something right. And from the first time I spoke to them, right up until we ended our kind of raffle they were nothing but amazing and and i'm sure everyone's seen it but the kind of community art piece that they did to announce the collab uh it, it was breathtaking Um they, they it was like the towers but in their art format and then they had the uh the boats on the lake and the, even the so i'll like always as an analyst by trade i'll pay attention to detail and like even the shadow the shadow in on the piece it was just really really amazing so Those two are the ones I look out for. Um, And then finally, one that we recently did is Rumblers. Um, If you don't know about Rumblers, please look into them because that is a stacked team, a stacked project. Um, Another super innovative idea um, in terms of like what they're wanting to do, what they're trying to do. Uh, They're trying to do like, I don't know if you remember Celebrity Deathmatch. I'm sure some do, some don't. On MTV. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so 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 they're sort of trying to be the celebrity death match of the Web three space, and I think there's so much scope. Um, there's a lot of room there for real. Uh, use cases for your NFTs for the first time. If you're a holder, you'll get paid revenue. Um, and a cut of what their profits are from these shows. And the most important thing is the shows won't be token-gated. Um, the, the episodes and the, the, the... If they mint out, they will be able to fund straight away two seasons of Rumblers. And it, it'll just... I've seen a few sneak peeks behind the curtains listen to the twitter space we did with them i believe so i say yesterday but that was wednesday the 17th of august so i believe it's recorded and if you have a spare 30 40 minutes definitely go listen to that space because it was held by shane um and spoke to david the dude who's a huge part of the project and he has such a such a huge background in kind of entertainment movies when you kind of listen into and i won't I'll let you guys go listen instead of telling you all of it. But when you listen in to who he's worked with, what he's worked on before, and for the the idea and the general consensus of what they want to build, it really is. It will t- all it will take is it will take one one viral post or one key bit of information to slip out, and then I really do think it's going to blow up. So uh, we were very fortunate to to host that one. Um, that sounds amazing. Not long ago.
0: I, I, I wanted to let you finish first, but Wow well, I didn't win the raffle, but I, I am a holder, and it's my um, PFP on Discord. So that is definitely one that was is really impressive that we got. We obviously spent some time with the well, G and the WoW team in Dubai when we were there, so that was really good, and a good linkage there for us, wasn't it? And I'll definitely check out Rumblers, and I agree with you, the art on the Hello Charlie was just... Phenomenal. So, yeah, really cool. Now, speaking of art, I hope you like the segue there. Um, You also work with Ryan on the Centre of Excellence for Art and Community. I've been watching and you've had some brilliant uh, residents arrive so far. Um, Do you want to just touch on that?
1: Yeah, so we are now, I'd say, about two months into the initiative. And mm-hmm. it's doing everything we wanted it to. Really, it's introducing our community to uh, thought leaders and artists that might not have come. They might not have come across before. And then it's introducing these thought leaders and artists, their community to our project and what Ethereum Towers is all about. So um, this was like a little. I think I referred to it or touched on it during our last pod. But this was something that I've wanted to pursue since i November, December of last year. And when me and Ryan hop on calls occasionally, I mean, some calls last 10 minutes, some calls, I think our record's like four or five hours, which sounds insane when you say it out loud, but we just have such a synergy working together. You know what it's like. You hop on a call, you blink, and then all of a sudden five hours have passed. Uh, but yeah, I hopped on a call with him, pitched him the idea. Um, he had been working on a similar idea and that was all I needed, someone to kind of, uh, who, who really understood what we were, I was aiming to do here. He kind of gave me the kick up the backside that I needed to, to work on pitching this to admin. Uh, and then, yeah, the rest is, is history so far. We've had Mina from the Wonder Pals, uh, Dyla, we've had Erica Lee, Amber Vittoria, uh, Toby Lasso. We've got Ariel Jade tomorrow, who's the lead artist on Star Catchers. Um, we've got Vinny Hager coming up next week who's a phenomenal artist and I'm sure if you're involved in the web free space you're aware of who he is um so yeah just I don't know if we're, uh, Danny Dope we've had uh, we've had Harvey from Harvin Blocks it, it really is sort of like a bit of a dream for me because I'm such a huge fan of art I've had a m- like my parents have always had like a rich art background more like finer art and stuff like that so we'd always visit museums and stuff like that. our summer would be filled of going museum to museum uh, the day would be and the roots of the holiday would be planned around visiting museums and and art galleries and stuff like that so it's always been something that's been huge in my life my partner holly she's a phenomenal artist she doesn't do anything web free related um, maybe i'll get her Why not? one day i don't know I, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean I, i've touched on it with her before but she's just not passionate about exploring that avenue yet so when she is she knows I'll be there ready to hold her hand and introduce her to all the people that she needs to Uh, but yeah not to go off on too much of a tangent but art has always been such a huge part of my life Um, and then I'm very big on people spreading the right message so that's sort of what the thought leader category falls under Um, and as I've always said like something bad happens in this space and it will be the talk of the town for the next week or two Um, and threads will go out tarnishing the whole general space because of this whereas people who are turning up every day putting out security threads putting out threads on smaller artists who who are doing amazing work they they sort of get lost in amongst the noise so the thought leader aspect of it was celebrating those who who really are champions of the web3 space like danny uh danny dugard who who's big on finding people careers in web3 um like erica lee who's who's a journalist who's worked for um, huge kind of uh, huge news um, news companies, but then she's moved to like VaynerMedia, and now she's spotlighting amazing stories and amazing people within the space. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's it's been amazing for me. So um, we're we're a couple months in, and we've got so many more lined up as well. Um, it's really really exciting, as you can probably tell.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, just as an aside, because obviously you're right, you're absolutely right about the fact that. You know, bad news travels faster than good news because obviously everybody's trying to put out good news, but the 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 bad news hits people's pockets and psychologically. I've I've, I've done a little bit of research on this. People fear losing something than they are appreciate gaining something, and that sort of uh, harks back to when we were sort of hunter gatherers, and it would be more detrimental to lose a day's food than it would be to find extra food for the day. And so obviously a bit of amateur psychology here, but if people are more interested in when there's been a scam or a rug because it hits their pocket rather than them gaining something by investing, I think that's probably where I'm trying to get with that. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on, on that are.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like you say, if it, if it hits someone's wallet, it, it's sort of like – customer service as as odd as, as this tangent is that we're going off like you'll find a lot of the time like with customer service people won't ring up to say hey thank you I, like my Wi-Fi has been phenomenal for the past three months like I've not had a buffering <laughs> issue I've not had anything like that people won't ring up to praise but if, if you you believe like if someone's what if their Netflix is buffering if their Wi-Fi is slow you best believe that they'll hop on a call, they'll wait 30 minutes in a call queue to speak to someone and then as soon as they get through to a representative they'll bite their head off they'll unleash all their anger and all their frustration. Uh, I don't know if it's in the hopes to get compensation or obviously it should be to get something sorted Um, but yeah there is that kind of mindset like before I went into analyst work I worked as a customer service advisor and that was always the one thing um, it takes a very special person to kind of understand where praise is needed and hey this person uh, i had a call with adam the other day and 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 and, and we had a he was so helpful and he he, because of his help now all my issues are solved
0: i'm glad i got your broadband sorted
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you no yeah great job he's a man of many skills but like if you (laughs) if 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 you gave me some kind of if you were having a bad day or if you gave me some stick or something like that you best believe that someone would wait hours to speak to a complaints manager or something like that so yeah a bit of a tangent but i I completely get what you're saying it's it's i I guess it's more ripe in the culture and uh, to, to to maybe moan more which is a little bit sad and that's what we're trying to really change with with the um, Center of Excellence. We're, we're trying to celebrate and we're trying to spotlight and, and, and we want people to be, we want to put eyes on these people so our following can then know that we respect and love them. And, and we're sort of, it's our sort of seal of approval saying, hey, this is a champion of the Web3 space. This is someone who's really doing good by what the kind of overall uh, morals or, or standpoints of web 3r so let's celebrate them and obviously of course yeah. one of the best bits about it is we invite them we we send them a one of our apartments and we give them their own sort of digital space to to create and curate whatever experience they want to so we have that initial um announcing and celebrating of the partnership and then the cool thing is it sort of gets put on the back burner and then obviously when the mvp and the product is completely live and functional then we'll get to work with them again and we'll get to see what sort of experience or or what what they do with the space. Like an artist might create a fun artistic experience. Um, I know Harv, he said he was going to do sort of like a gallery of his favorite work, his past work. And then you have people like Erica Lee uh, or Danny who could use the space to hold chats with their community or to hold interviews. And I know some people want to know if, if we could do podcasts in this space, there, there's just so many. So it, it's really exciting, um, really cool initiative. And it's something that I could talk about for hours. And I'm really honored again, that the, the admin team sort of took a bet on me and Ryan to create this. And and to turn it into what it is today, and and that's what I said, cliche, but we're only just getting started with everything. It's trial and error, and we're really finding our process and what works. And um, it's a huge honor, uh, and and it's one of those things where it's very surreal because I'm so passionate about it. It doesn't feel like work, but for this to be sort of a job for me, um, incredibly thankful that I get to obviously work for a phenomenal team like Ethereum Towers, and incredibly thankful that I get to meet, work, and, and and kind of build relationships with all these amazing artists and and thought leaders amongst the space.
0: Yeah, well, you're doing a cracking job, mate. You should be really proud of yourself and Ryan and the the team for taking it on as well. So, good stuff. Um, So, I was going to ask, have you got any uh, future artists, Alpha, for me? Anybody that's uh, on the horizon that you might want to talk about or leak?
1: So... Um, yeah, why not? I, <laughs> I always, Go on. I, I, guess, I guess we'll see if the admin team and the, the, the powers that be are listening and paying attention to this. So if I receive <laughs> a, a Discord ping tomorrow, we'll know that, um, that they listen to it as soon as it goes live. But, They're yeah, definitely so
0: can... listening to it because they give oh, me feedback. And...
1: <laughs> but, um, no, we can sort of tease. Because we, we did announce them sort of biweekly, like we'd announced at the start of the week whereas like as you may have seen this month we were like so impressed and so happy we've had half of half and Blocks um, we've got Ariel Jade this week we had Toby Lasso last week who if you don't know about Toby go listen to that space because it's such an important space on mental health mental well-being in Web3 and the pressures that can kind of follow being a key figure in it and then we've got Vinnie Hager next week so we've got a star-studded line up there and we wanted to really like let's let's do sort of like a festival poster like let's let's put this out there at the start of the month and, and show people like get ready for august because it's going to be a belter. so um i think i'm all right doing this because i'm pretty sure when september and october rolls around we'll probably follow a similar format so then people sure. can sort of go oh Vinny's at the end of the month i'll make sure that day and that date is free or oh ariel's this so yeah but we've got julie pacino um who's who's coming up she's a phenomenal photographer and artist um okay sounds good
0: familiar familiar name there
1: there you go and and i'll give one i mean i'm looking at a list right now and i've got uh, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i've got 12 unannounced thought leaders and artists so that should show you how far ahead we are for schedule wow um but another one a fan favorite yeah, we got we're working hard behind the scenes. I'd like to say, bears are fur builders or whatever that phrase was. Um, yeah. Cashfree, Cashfree another one who we're super excited about. So um, I'm sure everyone knows Cashfree from the World of Women team. Um, she's a, such a fascinating individual, um, I and mean, this is what the whole initiative is about. Like Cashfree is very tied to Wow and and her role there, but we get to then take her out of that sort of. Um, that sort of environment and to speak to her one-on-one as fee the individual and what got her into web 3 what drives her every day um so those are two i'd say you've got um Julia Pacino and Fee. those are those are two that i'll leak out of the like i say 14 15 that i'm looking at but rest assured there's 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 they're all yeah we we pick these we, we pick these individuals very carefully. Like a lot of vetting goes into them to make sure that the, there's a synergy between our values and theirs. Um, so I, I wish I could, <laughs> I wish I could give you all these names because I'm looking at them and there's a big smile on my face. Cause it's, it's amazing that these people will be joining us at Ethereum Towers, but th- those are the two that I'll give. Because can I, I push it? Can. can I push
0: you for another one? Is there another uh, one
1: in there? I, d- I don't know about that. I, I know. But, uh, I, well, yeah, go on then. I'll give you. So we've got Ilya Kazakov. So Ilya is a phenomenal um, artist. You, you'll probably Google him uh, and see all the companies and brands that he's worked for. But he's a digital artist. He's um he, he's, he, 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 It's hard to describe his work kind of over a podcast format, but it's Ilya. So I-L-Y-A space K-A-Z-A-K-O-V, Ilya Kazakov. And that's another one that I'm really excited because you go on his Twitter and you'll see his art, how expressive it is. So, so that's another brilliant one. And you know what, while I'm at it, why not make it for? we We've got Arena Arena uh, oh. Bivar coming up um, and she's a one-on-one artist. Um, she's collaborated with projects like L'Oreal, um, Red, Time Magazine, uh, she was featured predominantly in NFT NYC, so I'm probably going to get a bit of a slap on the wrist for giving you those four. But Julie Pacino, um, Arena B-bar, um, Ilya Kazakov, and who was the other one I leaked? I've leaked so many, I've lost track on that. And no, cash fee. I'm a, gonna yeah. forget the amazing cash fee. So there's four for you. I'm not telling you when they come in, but those four yeah. are in the pipeline. Um, so that's four out of fifteen you've got at me there, Adam. So yeah, you've wow. managed to do it I'll, again. You, you, have your ways, I don't you have you. I'm wondering if I No, no, I don't. I'm already, I'm already hearing the, the Discord pings in my sleep now from from the, <laughs> from, the, from the Center of Excellence group that we have. With Tom, you've leaked the whole lineup for the rest of the year. Like, what are you doing? It's, like, it's, it's Adam and his Adam and his persuasive ways.
0: I knew those uh, that those James Bond-style truth drugs would work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, that was in the tea, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. um,
0: right, thank you for that. I do appreciate you leaking. But it is also very nice for our listeners to hear that there's such good things happening behind the scenes. Yeah, so I think it's positive to get that out there. Um, so, Tom, um, before you go, and after that mega leak, uh, and you're in the mood for telling the truth, <laughs> Um would you be willing to take part in our quick fire round that was suggested a while back by Katie on her um her debut on the podcast?
1: Yeah, no, I love this idea. Big fan of it ever since sort of Katie introduced it. So yeah, fire away, my friend.
0: Okay. After three. Three, two, one. Sights or sounds? Sounds. Tea or coffee? Tea? Savoury or sweet? Uh savory. Hulk or Thor?
1: Oh, come on. Um Hulk?
0: Gary V or Elon Musk?
1: Oh <laughs> wow. Um gotta be big Gary V, hasn't it? Gotta be Gary Gotta
0: be. The Beatles or the Rounded Stones.
1: Who are they? No, I'm kidding. <gasps> <laughs> I can just imagine your face. Sorry, oh, my uh, face. I go with, <laughs> with Rolling Stones, which might be a bit controversial because okay. I'm not from the US, but yeah, they're more my sort of uh, more my sort of jam instead of the the Beatles.
0: Sure, Indian or Chinese food?
1: Oh, Chinese hand down. Sorry for the Indian food culture, but Chinese food is yep. that is my go-to.
0: Breakfast or dinner? Yeah breakfast toast or toasty toast favorite film
1: oh um, off the top of my head i'll say lucky number 11
0: what a film favorite band
1: um right now i'd probably say it's a artist called milky chance i think they're an australian band and they're phenomenal
0: a bullish or bearish
1: Always bullish.
0: Always bullish. Lions or tigers?
1: Lila lion. Favorite color? Like a, like a lilac y purple. Don't know what the actual term is, but a light purple. It's a light like purple are two colors, aren't they? <laughs> like, yeah. like A light mauve? purple.
0: Okay. Mar- Mar- and yeah, maybe. finally, favorite podcast host.
1: Oh, this is easy, isn't it? It's got to be Joe Rogan. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, it's obviously yourself, Adam. Um, you, you, it's, Adam. it's become a
0: thing now that I have to ask it.
1: I'm um, actually still A uh,
0: question because I, I do no, think that people would okay. just be polite. You've got, um,
1: you've, got to, you've got to pump your own bag sometime, haven't you? So, no, fan <laughs> of this, like I say, I um, I listen to each one of them. Um, I think you do a brilliant job. You, you have a very you have such a way of squeezing alpha out of people. I sort of want to invite <laughs> you on to some of these collab calls that I do because I feel like you'd seal the deal or get some more information out of them than I do. But, um, yeah, I love it. And I love how you have to listen to get it as well. I like how there's no written form of this podcast. It's you either listen in and then you get these little alpha and tidbits that kind of you squeeze out your guests. Or if you don't, then you lose out. So, um, yeah, 100% best, uh, best oh. podcast host I know, my friend.
0: Thanks, mate. You really made my day there. appreciate it, and I do appreciate your time. I appreciate what you do for Ethereum Towers, and I appreciate you leaking some mega alpha today, and I hope you don't get in too much trouble. Um, so I'm going to say <laughs> thank thanks you. for your time. Always a pleasure, okay, Tom. You next time time, maybe
1: me and (laughs) maybe next time me and brandon can do one together and then you will be able to tell the listeners about that elusive rice which no one knows the backstory behind i forgot to to ask about the rice yeah well one for next time my friend no 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 you no no i'll uh i think i have to speak to brandon first to see how much we can share about this but um (laughs) it sounds each um, grain you know, was um, was uh, was grown by the gods. That's all I was saying. The best rice <laughs> in the okay. world. And maybe one day, me and Brandon will be on a joint pod where we can um, d- delve into that story a little further. But no, thank you for having me, Adam. Huge fan of yours, it, and it's always a pleasure.
0: Oh, thanks, man. And uh, we can have the rice as a recurring theme that we never quite get the answer to. Um, <laughs> so uh, next week, I'm trying to get our first Pentos owner and community ambassador Mr. Boomer so I'll be on my best behavior and get my butler's outfit on because obviously he's going to be a special guest. For now, thanks for listening and if you want to hear more about Ethereum Towers visit at ethereum Towers on Twitter and Instagram or ethereumtowers.medium.com. But for now, thanks for listening and goodbye.